Hi everybody, Skip again for the next podcast of Finding Meaning. I, I do ask for your patience. My allergies have went insane. Uh, it is the end of June in Iowa and it is raining like it is April. It's crazy. So bear with me as I uh, try to get through with some sort of voice. I want to talk about something that I think is rarely talked about when we talk about our spirituality, and that is intention. You've heard me say in in prior podcasts that we humans can make reality, and I believe we can, uh, that we can make a good reality or a bad reality, and at least in my case... When I make that bad reality appear, um, thank goodness my higher power uh, tends to step in and, and correct me. If I kind of deconstruct what brings me to those places of either good or bad creation, I find at the core of the the topic, the core of the issue, the core of what's going on in my life, really has to do with where my intention is at. Now, I'm not saying attention, although that's for another podcast. That's important. I'm saying intention. What do we intend in the world? What is our agenda, if you will? Now, it's a deep question uh, because I think this is one of those questions that's hard for we humans to really answer honestly without some degree of self-awareness. For the most part, we humans have the agenda of us. We are our own agenda to make our life better, uh, to pay the bills, to have what we want, or maybe it's a little deeper. Our agenda is to find some serenity and some peace And it's not that those things are bad, but we miss that one component of the spiritual life that is absolutely necessary. Our intention always has to be for the betterment of others. We can do all the self-work we want. We can go to the gym twice a day. We can grow our intellect, but unless we employ that, unless our intention is to use that to make the world better, to use that to make other people better, then it really means nothing. It really becomes sort of a narcissistic pursuit. Now, again, hear me. There's nothing wrong with self-improvement. Unfortunately, I think much of modern spirituality has often devolved into a self-help program. You know, think about that for a second. People go to church for their salvation, or people belong to a club for their benefit, or people even practice charity for their gratification. It's only when we dislodge that idea of self-centeredness that we become free 
and we are able to explore the depth of real spirituality. So it really comes back to what we intend. And this is a tough one, folks. Because ultimately, what we intend has everything to do with others and with us. We are intertwined. You see, there's no difference. There is no those people. There is only us. It is one of the great miracles and wonders of the way reality works. That when we're able to get outside of ourselves, when we're able to serve others without our own agenda, when we're able to give to others without expecting back, that and only then is when we discover who we truly are. There is a symbiotic relationship, a synergy, a oneness to this reality that we often ignore. And the more individualistic we become, the more self-motivated for ourself we become, the less we have access to the truth of the fact that it is only when we live for the other that we are really living for ourselves. It is only when our intention is to make the world a better place that our life becomes better. The trick or the catch is this. Our motivation cannot be to better ourselves only. We can't go into the world and say, I want my life to be better. I want to have more. So therefore, I'm going to uh, be more charitable. It doesn't work that way. It can't work that way. As you grow spiritually, you become more empathetic, more sympathetic to the needs of others. When you become more empathetic and sympathetic, when you're able to walk in the shoes of the other, then you begin to discover your true self. And then, (coughs) excuse me, and then when you begin to discover your true self, that's really when the fulfillment of your life happens. They are inextricably linked. I cannot tell you how often I have encountered people where this is an absolute foreign concept. And I'm no, I don't think we can judge people. People are where they're at spiritually. Uh, one of my favorite writers, his name is Gary Zukoff. And he wrote Seed of the Soul. And in that book, he says that there are five sensory people and there are multi-sensory people. Five sensory people, there's nothing wrong or bad with being a five sensory person. But you are very much a person of the world. You experience and filter reality through the five senses that you have, through the needs that you perceive you have. But as we grow older we begin, and hopefully we begin, to become a multi-sensory person. That is to say that we begin to see reality in a wider context. We begin to see that there are deeper meanings, that there are deeper realities to who we are. And those realities are inextricably linked to other people. Highly recommend that book. It's Gary Zukoff, Seed of the Soul. It's probably 25 or 30 years old by now. A great book. So we are 
journeying, we are moving hopefully towards that multi-sensory person, that person who is able to get beyond themselves, to see reality in a wider context, to see that we are, as humans, inextricably linked to each other, that we are not only linked to those that, that we agree with, we're not only linked with those who uh, are being oppressed, but we are also linked, inextricably linked, to those who are doing the oppressing, to those who don't have our best interest in mind. It's a really mature concept uh, of spirituality. Uh, the best story of this mature spirituality that I know and that you probably know all too well, is when Jesus is being crucified and he says, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus is speaking from a multi-sensory, enlightened place. He is saying that they just don't know. They're ignorant of what they're doing. And that's not to say that he is practicing a superiority there's an empathy and a sympathy in that statement that is truly uh, multi-sensory, spiritually advanced stuff. It's, it's just, it's something I hold on to a lot. When someone does something wrong to me or when someone hurts me, I have to remember that like every human being, they're probably caught to some degree in their own five sensory perception of the world. They are perceiving the world through a lens that is them rather than the other. They are perceiving the world through the lens of their group or their religion or their cult or their club or their friends with like minds rather than understanding that reality is something wider. And the only way we get there is by allowing our intention to expand there. The only way we get there is is by allowing our intention to become wider than our own needs, wider than our own perceptions of injustice. Even if they're right, we have to let our intention and our agenda grow wider. And as we let that intention grow wider, our compassion grows wider, our empathy grows wider, we begin to hopefully view people with that same empathetic notion that, you know, we're all just products of the world we find ourselves in, what we have been taught to be. Now, that's not to say we excuse negative behavior. You do not excuse negative behavior. You know, if someone is being harmful, uh, trust me on this, they have to be held accountable. Lord knows I have been in my life. Nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, it's a necessity in our world. However, we also can't demonize everybody. When our intention and our agenda begins to expand beyond our own sort of myopic notion of self, uh, we begin to understand that we have been taught to demonize other people. Rather than see them as, as maybe lost or not aware or broken, we, we demonize people. We tend to hurt other people, and our world. Now, maybe some people's behavior is demonic. But folks, that is not... 
necessarily something supernatural. That comes from believing that the world centers around ourselves. And so we're being called, we're being asked to go beyond in our spirituality. And history is full of, of wise, spiritually advanced souls who say we have to. Uh, you'll hear me talk about Jesus. You'll hear me talk about Buddha, uh, Muhammad, but we don't have to go that far back. Let's go back as far as Martin Luther King or Mahatma Gandhi, where because they were talking about including all people in compassion, their intention was for all people, not just the oppressed, but the oppressor to be set free. Uh, they were crucified killed, shot, beaten, you name it. This is a message that the world does not want to hear. That our intention has to be for the liberation of not only ourselves from the realities we've created that are hellish, but for the world. Our intention has to expand. Now, you and I, by ourselves, are, we're not going to change the whole world, but we can change our immediate surroundings. Maybe there's someone in your life that's driving you nuts. Maybe there's an issue in, in your life where you're frustrated, and it's obviously an injustice. And maybe you're prepared to meet that injustice, which is great, but are you prepared to have empathy or sympathy for the person creating the injustice? Is your intention not only to free those who are being oppressed, but to free the oppressor? This is down the spiritual road a little bit here, folks. Stick with me. It's a struggle, and I'm not here to say I know how to do it. Uh, just a few days ago, I'm walking through Walmart, and I encounter a person who really disrupted my life really did a lot of harm to me. And I could feel the knot tighten in my gut. I wanted to just punch him in the mouth or say something. But in the back of my mind, I knew, I knew that in order for me to be free, I have to see them as broken also. I have no choice. I don't like it. I'd rather be mad. Being mad uh, is a very comforting thing. Uh, even when I'm right. Uh, if I don't include other people in the freedom I seek. If my intention isn't for their happiness and liberation and freedom also, then I have missed it. I have just become another negative aspect in a world of negativity. So beware of your intention. What is your intention this day? Is it just for you? What is your intention for the religion you practice? Is it just for your salvation or your enlightenment? If we do that, we become just another selfish aspect of a world full of selfishness. Rather, if our spirituality includes our enemy, includes the people we don't know, includes the people that 
we can judge so easily. If we can simply see us as one thing, them just being another aspect of ourselves, then our intention grows and expands. So I hope that you're able to get through this. This is a little more dense spiritually than some other stuff I've done, but you know, it's what I was feeling. So my hope for all of us is that what we intend for our life, the happiness and wholeness we intend for our life, we also intend for every life. May it be. Thanks, guys. Talk soon.